Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for First. My name is Dylan. I'm here with James. We're the Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk about Magic the Gathering every other week. Uh, so we have a show twice a month. Uh, if you want to check out the show live, just tune in here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. Otherwise, uh, you can expect the show every other week. Um, we usually record on Wednesdays, or sorry, Sundays. And Sundays, we, just, yeah. we just talk about Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we kind of have a new topic like every week, and we just kind of we kind of keep the episode centric to that. So this week is going to be super fun because it's Planeswalkers. James, James, yeah. what's your yeah. plus one ability? What's your plus one ability? What's my what's my well, yeah? What's plus your one? plus one ability? <laughs> oh no, dude, you can't put me on the spot like this. Um, God, probably stress out about something that I shouldn't be. <laughs> Very, um, I, I, I don't think I'd be running many decks. I think I'm a very... Like, well, no, so, so if your plus one <laughs> is stress and you just keep getting stressed out about stuff, what is your ultimate then? Like after enough oh, stress? It's, it's like it's like a mental snap and like cleaning my house. Like... <laughs> that's... that's, uh, that, that's Yeah, dude. It'd be... It'd be uh, yeah, so sad. obviously sad. we're talking about Planeswalkers this weekend because War of the Spark just had... Just came out... I guess like it was just the pre-release, so it's not officially out, but it's out on MTGA. Yeah, it's yeah. in the process of coming out. We we know all the cards and stuff, so this is a Planeswalker yeah. set, which is unique because we've never had this before. And the interesting things about this is two, we get uncommon Planeswalkers, and we get static abilities on all the Planeswalkers. Two things that have never happened before. This is yeah. insane. Yeah, static abilities are something that is like really kind of hard to get used to because it's like an enchantment that's not an enchantment and it's just kind of sitting there and i find i forget about it I, i'm so like keyed in on like the loyalty abilities that i'm just like oh wait everything's hexproof again crap I forgot yeah about that. you know or something like that you know what i mean so do you know how do you know planeswalk let me let, let's let's start at the beginning with planeswalkers we're gonna have a bit of a history lesson we're, we're gonna go into some lore and then i guess some just lore into just game mechanics so uh okay, strap in cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the the quick rundown on it so imagine okay. gathering a planeswalker essentially is um, someone who's born and they have a one in a million chance to have this thing called a spark. Now you can be born with a spark, but it could not, it doesn't always uh, ignite. Okay. So basically you have a one in a million chance to get, be born with a, this thing called a spark. And usually it ignites if you're in a super stressful situation, you're near depth, near death, something crazy happens and it ignites. Okay. And when it does, you become a, you ascend to a planeswalker, and their whole deal is they're basically able to, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say walk I, through the planes. I, I was gonna say walk through the planes. Yeah, but essentially they can just like bounce right travel, out of there. Travel through dimensions. Yeah, they can go through yeah. dimensions and stuff just go. like instantly. Like, they're just out of there. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. boom, see ya. And so what basically happens is these people are like in a situation where they're about to die and they're like super stressed and all of a sudden, boom, they're just somewhere else. And they're like, what just happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, and that's their whole deal. A lot of times they're really strong as well. Uh, so back in the usually, day. Yeah, yeah, usually. So back <laughs> in the day, they used to basically be gods. Planeswalkers were um, all, basically all-knowing, all-powerful gods and they were kind of worshipped as such mm -hmm. um and then there was like this crazy like the rips and dimensions and stuff was like blowing up on dominaria which is like the main plane for for magic 
And so stuff was blowing up, and then they did this thing called the mending, where they fixed the universe. But when they fixed the universe, it made the planeswalkers weaker. And so they're not godlike anymore. They can die. And what this basically did was an excuse for them to make planeswalkers cards. <laughs> so basically, that's what happened uh, for the mending. And the first time we ever saw planeswalkers, or, or like as a card, was referenced in um, the time spiral block during Future Sight. So the whole right. deal of Future Sight was these are cards from the future. Like it was like crazy stuff. It's like it's you, this is a tribal type, and everyone's like, "What's a tribal type?" Like it, it, it was just weird mechanics that like we've never seen before, and they're like. We'll use this in the future one day. Yeah, we're going to put this on the back burner. Um, which we might come really, back to this. Yeah, which was really cool because they were able to test weird mechanics out and be like, we're going to use this one day. Um, it was a really cool set, really cool set. We got a lot of amazing cards. And there was one card, um, very popular uh, eternal card called Tarmogoyf. And it's a, it is a star, star plus one for its toughness and power. It's kind of gross. because it's not x because it can change so that's why it's star because x can't change but star can change like asterisks and so it gets it gets plus one uh for every uh card type in the graveyard mm -hmm. and below it it read card types include instance sorceries tribal or planeswalker and everyone saw that and they went what the <laughs> what the fuck is a what do you we're gonna get wait, why does it say planeswalkers like are we gonna get planeswalker like it was crazy because like they weren't cars everyone's like are we gonna get are they gonna become cars like what does this mean this is insane and we eventually uh in lorwyn they printed planeswalkers as their own cards and how they read out now is is basically they come in um they're not a creature or inherently an enchantment um they're just a spell that usually has loyalty abilities. Yeah. Usually a plus one, uh, like a, sorry, not plus one, a plus ability, a minus ability, and a minus ability that's an ultimate. Yeah. And these are all loyalty based. So in lore, the way it works is that you do, you're not killing the planeswalkers. Just whenever they take enough damage, they lose loyalty to you and they leave. Yeah. They're like, you know, I'm done with you. I don't, I don't yeah. want to work with you anymore. Yeah. Uh, essentially, that's how they like like lore wise it fits pretty well and do you know who the okay, strongest yeah. planeswalker of all is the strong okay give me a hint is he in like or are they in like the 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 current um like scope are they in war of the spark in a way is it ugin no no it's you james you the player <laughs> Oh my god! Because I, I got, we are planeswalkers. I just got baited. You got baited man. hard because I yeah, it, it, I knew that answer. That's it, the it's a part. lot like um, what's it called? Uh, League of Legends. League of Legends, exactly. Well, they, they've, they, uh, they, yeah, they've, they've gotten rid of that lore though. They've moved oh well, it was my favorite. You're not, the you're not the summoner anymore. Well, it was my favorite lore. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's how it works. You're and the way that this works is you're supposed to be the a planeswalker, and your deck is literally the spells that you're casting. So a lot of the Planeswalkers, their loyalty abilities are just spells. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jason Mind Sculptor is one of the, the best ones, for an example, because these are fairly straightforward. So his plus ability is... No, sorry. He has weird ones because he has zero abilities. 
But uh, Jason Mind Sculptor has a few. One of them is basically Brainstorm. It's just Brainstorm. So Brainstorm is one mana blue. Uh, you draw three cards. You put one of them back. Incredibly yeah. powerful card. They don't have it in modern or standard because it's too strong. Um, but, but Jace has it. <laughs> yeah, but Jace has it because that's a very blue spell. Yeah. Another one of his spells, I think it's his minus two, is a bounce ability. And I forget what the... There is a blue card out there. I forget what it is. It's like one blue. And it literally is just return target creature to its owner's hand. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's he just has that ability. Yeah. Um, he also has one that's like scry, where you just yeah. scry on either yourself or your opponent. And you can choose to put it at the bottom. Like his, his things are just blue ability, like just blue spells. And so that's blue how spells, it yeah. kind of fits into it because they have spells that they're casting too, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a nice little touch that you can like you can uh, like really like tie them into an actual physical card, yeah. like and like, relate it that way. So we got the gist of what planeswalkers are. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite? And, uh, altogether, yeah. Who's your favorite? Oh, he's so he's not in the current set. He's not in War of the Spark, but the the green dude with the mask and the axe. Garak. Uh, who? Garrick. Garrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who I guess there's been a number of iterations of him. I was a huge fan of him when I first started getting back into it. Like I like looked up all his like all the different iterations and like if I could make a deck around him and stuff like that. Um, but if I needed to go for War of the Spark, we kind of talked about this in pre-show. But it's definitely Teo. Teo Teo is my go-to. Okay. And Sorn being like a very close second. Yeah, fair enough. And and your I know your one of your favorite types, your favorite tribals is uh is vampires, so that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Which, yeah. believe it or not, Soren doesn't really work well in a vampire tribal deck. Yeah, no. Because when he resurrects them, he makes them vampire, but if they're already vampire, it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. So... What about you? What about you? Who are your... Um, like, let's go, let's go overall, and then, like, if they're, like, more of the spark specific. Is there, like... Or yeah. if there's a difference. Yeah, so I would definitely say my favorite, in terms of flavor and character, is probably mm -hmm. Liliana. I really like Liliana. She's she's so cool. Um, and I think the reason why I like her so much is Liliana the Veil was one of the Planeswalker cards that I played first that was just incredibly powerful. So I play that in my 8-rack deck, and it's probably the one of the strongest Planeswalker cards ever made because it's just 3 mana, so it's super low-costed, but it's so incredibly strong. And I just really like her, her ultimate ability on it. So I described it in one of the other episodes we did. But essentially what it is, is her ultimate ability, if you get to it, you separate your opponent's permanents into two piles and they choose one. They choose one, And yeah. the other one, they sack. They're like, that is so, like, it's such a fun bit. Like, obviously, at that point, it's almost like you just win the game. Yeah. But I think it's so cool. Like, and, and, like, the different art that she has is really interesting. I like her story as a character. Because, like, her mm. whole deal was, like, basically. I don't anymore, man. Like. Huh? After, after War of the Spark? I hate her, man. No, she re she redeemed herself. Yeah, because of Gideon. Like, well, no, Gideon, Gideon helped. No, so I guess War of the Spark, spoilers here. But essentially what happens in it towards the end is she, so her whole deal is that she's, she gave up her soul to a couple demons for power. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, you know what? I don't want to be controlled by these demons. I'm going to go kill them. And she basically killed all of them except there was like a weird thing of where bolus came in and he's like yoink and like grabbed her pact somehow i i, I forget this part on how it goes but essentially <laughs> he has power over her now instead of the demons 
And then so she was working with Nico Bolas. And yeah, then she commanded the, she commanded the Dread Horde. Yeah, yeah, she thing. commanded the the horde of like those uh Amonkhet zombies when they invaded um the Ravnica. Guys. Yeah. And I guess so I didn't read the book, but like at some point she's like, "You know what? Screw this, dude. You know, Dread Horde go after Bolas." And then he's like, "I like own your soul." So no. And then he like kind of like goes to kill her. And then the fucking boy Gideon is like, "No." he Gideon takes it he's like no kill me instead he takes it um and so that's like a it's a big thing for both planeswalkers because it's like Liliana's like trying to take her own like her her own agency back and stop being a bad guy for for Nico Bolas and then Gideon his whole thing was about redemption he wanted to redeem himself and he finally did like enough good that he was like you know what this is the final thing I'm gonna make a sacrifice because Liliana is incredibly strong too and so and the and the just for extra flavor the big thing with Gideon was he was also immortal like Gideon was one of the like the immortal planeswalkers they just wouldn't die despite him trying to like constantly like write his actions and stuff like that because he was exiled right that was the big thing is he just couldn't die no matter how much how heroic he was all that stuff so this was the final like the tipping point yeah but Gideon is like because I play white so much Gideon's always been one of my like default planeswalkers so to see to see him get the axe really really sight that really sucks as well as like some of the others from the set because it's really cool because the cards tell so much of a story with the uh with the planeswalkers and like some of the other ones get picked off too and i'm like come on man yeah i mean i don't think we had any other major losses in terms of planeswalkers i think um, it was just I, it was domry domry got picked off yeah domry um he wasn't super big because i think he was just on ravnica i think mostly he was just ravnica yeah um, he, he wasn't around prior to that yeah um, but yeah, I mean, this set had a lot of really cool flavor to it. Um, I really yeah. like, I really like the flavor of a lot of the cards. They feel really good. Um, we got some interesting mechanics. So we were talking before, but there's, there's just uncommon planeswalkers, which is insane, yes. which is yeah, absolutely insane. So in terms of flavor, let me paint a picture for you on how this works. So planeswalkers, they're normally rare or mythics because they're so incredibly strong. Compared to any of the other cards, they're incredibly strong. But for this one, a way to do the scale of how powerful things are is because there's so many planeswalkers and not you can't really have all of them be rare, but to still show the power scale of everything, they made some of the planeswalkers uncommon. Mm -hmm. So then that way... It shows that, like, yeah, you have all these super powerful people here, but, like, in comparison, like, Bolas is, like, still dominant over these Planeswalkers. Yeah. And that's why he's a mythic. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, like, if you actually look at the comparison of, like, the amount of Planeswalkers, not very many of them are mythic Planeswalkers. Yeah. Like, I think there's there's only, like, a handful, like, maybe maybe five? No, there's no way. Really, really? Is it only... I know... There's a couple rare. So there's a couple rare, but in terms of mythics, I think it's Bolas, Liliana, maybe Gideon? It is. Gideon Osworn is one of them. Gideon Osworn is one. Uh, I'm just looking through now. Uh, Tezzeret. So Tezzeret, Master of the Bridge, is is it. So he's he's actually a, a special specialty card, so... Um, oh yeah that's right yeah he's in he's in the buy a box so we won't see him a ton but yeah he's there and And i think that's That's it it. that is literally like not even jace's jace is a rare um jace is rare ugin's only a rare like 
they're like they yeah the power scale is very well represented in the cards right like which is really nice to see mm-hmm. and it definitely makes sense because like yeah liliana uh yeah no liliana <laughs> bolus and tezzeret get and gideon and gideon yeah which is it's crazy um I really like how they did it. And then they also have a lot of returning people. Obviously, Soren um, is back from being... I, he was trapped in a rock, right? Yeah, because of Nahiri, who's also back. And I like... I love their flavor because the whole thing for them is like, yo, we showed up to this giant battle, but it doesn't matter because we got beef and they're yeah. just fighting. It's it's like I've never seen something like... like it's literally fight on sight. Like I love it. It's it, like for anybody who watches Letterkenny, that's like a huge quote. It's just it's a it's a fight on sight, right? And it's actually represented in a card called single combat because the two of them literally just like go at it as soon as they see each other, which is mm -hmm. hilarious. So I guess just because I guess we're skipping around a little bit between like current planeswalkers, old planeswalkers. Uh, yeah, so, we're all over the place. Yeah, but so currently um, they just reprinted another Karn, and he's weird. So so. It's Karn, the great creator. I love his art. Um, and he's mm -hmm. four, four generic mana, because Karn is colorless, so he usually is just generic mana. And his yeah. is activated abilities of artifacts your opponent controls can't be activated. And then he has a plus ability that is until your next turn, um, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its cost. And then it's minus two is basically um, you can... It, so if you have an artifact in exile or outside the game so sideboard yeah so outside the game just means sideboard yeah so you get to pull it from there and then bring it in so this card sounds a little bit weird and it's kind of obtuse on what it does um but it's really strong in certain instances uh there's a card i'm gonna look up real quick um but but while I do that, James, what do you think about this card? Just just from how I described it. So, like, okay. The thing I'm gathering from it is, like, because the static ability is, like, um, artifacts your opponent has can't be, like, they can't do what they're supposed to do. Um, and then his plus one is turning something into an artifact. It's really just out to, like, screw your opponent over. But then I don't understand, like, I don't get the sideboard thing. Like, I don't get that. So I'm, like... I it's it's the uh, that extra piece that like I mean the the synergy between like the the plus one and the activated abilities is kind of cool and then the the minus two I don't know how the hell the, like you work that in okay so let me describe it so this is only works in um, modern basically I guess other form like old formats but we're we're talking about mostly modern so the thing that works well is a six mana costed artifact from the sets dark steel. In a reprint in Battle Bond. So, so ages ago. Well, not ages ago, but like a long time ago. Yeah. So long, oh, yeah. The, the effect of this. So it's called Micro Myco Synth Lattice. So the effect of this is all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. Now you go what? Now read Karn's ability again, and it says it can't activate the ability of any artifacts. But if everything is an artifact, that means your opponent's lands are artifacts and tapping a land is a is is an activated ability that's gross so that's that so means gross. they literally cannot tap their lands that's yeah oh so, my so, god so you put this in your sideboard you pull karn out you pull you pull this out 
they're like locked out. So unless they have you dead on board, they can't do anything. They just kind of lose. Well, you, yeah. There's no, you have no way of winning. That's just it. There's like there's no way. Oh my god, man. Yeah, it's insane. It's gross. I, I don't I'm like so that. ready. <laughs> I'm so ready for this to see actual play. I don't know if the combo is like a little bit too weird or anything, but it's crazy, isn't it? Like it just it just locks someone out. Yeah, it's like it's like an instant lose without saying you lose the game. Because yeah, you effectively like you can't even cast anything unless it's like a zero cost. But like nothing you can do that zero cost is gonna is gonna fix anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, uh I'm excited to see if anything happens. So there there definitely is some interesting potential with a lot of these cards, and I think I think Karn, we might see something else because the only other card. So there is a, a Karn in standard that we see play. Um, but the other one in modern that we see a lot of play of, obviously, is Karn Liberated. Right. So I really like, so I want to call him out because I love his ultimate in terms of what it does. So Karn Liberated, um, essentially, his plus abilities are just like he snatches cards um, mm-hmm. and from that your opponent has. Like he snatches the cards, puts it in exile, um, basically under him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he basically does that. But his ultimate, it takes a bit to get to, but his ultimate is... You restart the game. What? You restart the game with all those permanents. What? Oh my god. Yeah. That's there's no need of that, man. Like these there's some goofy ass cards. Yeah, like, so just restart the game, leaving in exile all the non-aura permanents exiled with him. And then you put all those onto the battlefield under your control. So everything that you put under him, you just put it you it just there. It's 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 wild. So it's one of those things that it restarts the game, but you basically win at that point um, because because okay. you're starting with more mana. You're starting with maybe just like creatures already in control. Like it's it's yeah. absolutely bonkers, um, and that's why this card isn't a modern staple. Just because one, he's so strong, and two, he's running Tron. Like, well, first of all, like wow, fuck Tron. But um, he, this is a turn three. <laughs> this is a turn three if they if they hit all their Tron lands. Um, so, so I guess just to recap what Tron, uh, ba- how it works is there's these uh, three call- cards, um, they're Urza lands. So it's right, Urza's yeah, yeah. Mine, Urza's Tower, Urza's whatever. Yeah, the ones that you can play with like Urza, Urza, um, Urza Mana, right? Like with the... No, no, yeah. So basically it's like each of them reads if you have this other one in play, tap it for more mana. So if you have okay. all three, huh. you tap them all and you just, you get like seven mana um, on turn three and then you throw out Karn. And then it's like, okay, cool. Turn three, you have the one of the most powerful planeswalkers. Um, but GG. yeah, but I'm glad that we're seeing Karn again doing cool stuff. Um, I hope he's bonkers too, because I don't know. I just like Karn just doing wacky stuff and modern. Just like, you just like good. Karn, like like being a yeah. Okay, that's fair. I don't know, man. Like I find like you get such like this this weird affinity to like each of these like planeswalkers that you want like you want the card to be shit so you can just like hate on the planeswalker more you know what i mean yeah like i just that's why i'm so happy we have like like the crappy version of jace because like jace for the most part i like but i'm so happy there's just like this one shit tier version of him that's just Is, like so you're talking about uh shirtless jace shirtless jace yes yeah. yes handsome uh, jace yeah. yeah um cunning castaway yeah is is the yes, version cunning but... castaway yeah, not a great Jace. Um, I think a lot of the Planeswalker deck Jaces aren't great. But that's the good thing we get is that Jace is like the poster boy for Magic. So I know. That's the worst part, So right? many prints of Jace. And like, yeah, t- 
turns out some of them just break the game like jace the mind sculptor <laughs> um yeah i don't know planeswalkers are great they're really really impactful they're such a strong flavor like there's such yeah. a strong flavor for the game I, I i absolutely love it i'm glad that they're in the game it's such a weird balance though because you want them to be mega powerful right you want them yeah. to be powerful you want them to be super impactful but you also run that gambit of where you don't want them to be too strong. Yeah. Because you run into circumstances like, of course, Liliana the Veil, Jace the Mind Sculptor, Karn Liberated, um, I would say maybe Ugin, of where they just like, you just have to run them basically. Like decks yeah. are built basically around them because they're so strong. And the craziest part though is we've only had one Planeswalker ban ever. And that was Jason Mind Sculptor. He was the only Planeswalker that was ever actually considered too broken. And then they, they went out and banned him, which is kind of cool, actually. I, I mean, that's that's really good from a di- like a design perspective, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because you, you have these like these crazy cards that are supposed to be like all powerful and stuff like that. But like it, it's like you're walking a fine line with being like in game, in lore, all that stuff, being this all powerful being, and then again transferring over to tabletop mdg and being like okay we've made it so good that they're just they're just almost band worthy but they're not quite there yet Mm -hmm. we're almost there we're almost crossing that line but we're not there yet which is good because you would think when you're trying to create something like that you there'd be bands of the yang they'd be everywhere right but that's just it right it's a very it's a very limited well i mean there isn't one with with jace like i mean i guess that's it so uh we're, we're we're nearing the end right now um but i just want to Throw this on to you. So this War of the Spark, Planeswalker Heavy. This is the most yeah. Planeswalkers we're going to see in quite a while. I don't even know if they're going to do uh, Uncommon Planeswalkers. But from what you've seen so far, what do you think about it? Do you like the Uncommon Planeswalkers? Do you like the static abilities? Do you want to see this in more sets? What do you think about it? Uh, love the static abilities. I think it's a nice touch. Um, it definitely gives it gives the Planeswalker a bit more engaging. And I think it really goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact they're uncommon. Because to make them uncommon with only, like, uh, decreasing loyalty ability, and that's it, it kind of makes them crap. But adding that extra static ability to even just the uncommons, and of course everybody gets one, but the uncommon ones especially, I find it really matters. Um, that really make, it really solidifies their place and makes them worthwhile, right? So um, I like them. I think there should be more of them. I think it's really cool. And it really, for me, it fleshes out the, because I'm, I'm a huge, huge lore junkie, it fleshes out the universe more and gives me, like, gives you, like, more cent- lore-centric characters to kind of die to, which is really cool because, like, in War of the Spark, you get a ton of these new side planeswalkers who are kind of dope that you kind of want to know- learn more about and stuff like that, right? And they each get their own card and stuff like that, like, on top of, like, their, on top of, like, their planeswalker card, right? Like, uh, Davriel Subterfuge, Teo's Light Shield, like, all that stuff like that. There's this extra little bit to them, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I think I don't know if we ever get them again. I hope we do because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, maybe this is me coming in. No, I, don't know. I, I I totally agree. I think this was a huge hit, and some of them aren't great, yeah. and that's a good thing. I think the fact that some of them aren't great is perfectly fine. Um, it even makes other formats like drafting good because you know they might not find a place in a standard deck, but you can draft them, and they're still kind of good there. So I think they definitely yeah. hit it out of the park with this. I really hope we see some uncommon planeswalkers. I I really like having static abilities for them. I hope this happens more because it's really cool. It's so cool, and I really hope they do it again. And it's also really hyped to open up a planeswalker. 
even though like it's kind of funny because you open it and you're like oh wow like it's a planeswalker that's crazy like you look up the price and it's like uncommon so it's like 50 cents but <laughs> it's still hype it's still so hyped to open up a planeswalker even if it's guaranteed in the pack so i definitely hope we get it again you and me both dude um but yeah i guess that wraps up our quick discussion about uh planeswalkers so thanks everyone who tuned in uh to listen to roll for first and uh for us to talk about planeswalkers if you want to listen to us um we release an episode every other every other sunday we go live every other sunday so we go live every other sunday yeah so what's the next time they can listen to us james what's the next what's... time they can listen to us uh like the next live session because yeah. that would be oh my god we gotta yep. do some that's why I, that's why i was <laughs> asking you to pull up the date april 12th is when we'll have our next live uh, our live recording yeah so if you want to check out the live uh version we usually have a pre-show where we just hang out and talk about magic for a little bit just in general and we have a post show too where we hang out and talk so if you want to like hop into chat and talk with us uh feel free to show up um probably around 6 30 eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off um we'll be live for an hour or two just talking about magic doing the show and stuff so tune in that um, but if you aren't able to, um, all these will go up Monday afternoon on podcast platforms. So just search Roll for First um, at any podcast platform. I'm talking Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, all of them. Um, check out the shows. Check out some of the backlog episodes because these episodes are timeless. So you can always go back and watch them. <laughs> all right. Thank the people. Thank the people and send us off, James. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for any interaction we had in the chat for our live show. We had a raid tonight, which was super dope. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah.